Come on, happy Thanksgiving, right? Is it? The, no, no, no. Merry Christmas. Come on now. There you go. Merry Christmas, Go Church family. What a great looking room today. I hope that all of the turkey that you ate, God removed every calorie. Come on, somebody, in Jesus' name. And now we look forward to Christmas and tis the season. And so God bless you. Thanks for being here today. You're in for a great day here at Go Church. I believe that God's got a great word for you, and you're going to be really, really proud of your church family. We'll talk more about that in just a moment, but for those of you here, it's a joy to have you. For those of you at our West Side Atlanta campus, those of you in Montgomery County, Maryland, everybody watching online, we greet you today. We love you so much. Whatever campus you're a part of today, can you put your hands together? Welcome one another. Come on, just love on somebody. There we go. Good. And you know this, but we have a tradition where we give honor to the men and women that serve in the military and all of our first responders. We never want to embarrass you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you and we love you. We thank God for you. So whatever campus you're at today, if you're a veteran of the military, active duty, or currently serving as a first responder, would you put your hand up real quick? And I want this room and every room to go crazy. Come on, for these brave men and women. Come on. Come on, you can do a little better than that. Let's go. Good. All right, today, week number three of our Legacy Series, and uh, a lot to be thankful for. You're going to hear all kinds of stories today about how your generosity has made a tremendous impact and how your generosity can make a tremendous impact. Before we get into the message, though, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Always like to pause and just kind of realign our thoughts, refocus our thoughts, maybe recenter kind of our attention on the Lord and a lot of traveling. Many of you have been traveling for the holidays. Some people are still traveling, but I just want to make sure that we give God the next 40 minutes here. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's just pause for a second, and then I'll offer a prayer, and we'll jump into the message together. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to us today, Lord. This is my prayer this morning. Let me pray this for you and with you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And the whole church said amen and amen. Can we put our hands together and just worship King Jesus today? Come on, church. Good. All right, I want you to take some notes today. There's a, a message note card and a seat near you. A lot of things to cover on the front end to encourage you about this legacy life that we're challenging you to live. And then on the second half of this message today, we'll share a lot about how your generosity through the legacy offering, which I'll tell you more about that in a moment, is making a big impact. But kind of the overarching theme of legacy, if you will, and this is, this is the first thought that I really want you to jot down, is that the goal is not to live here on this earth forever. And I'll, let me say it to you like this. Maybe this will warrant a little better response. But if you watch the news or if you're on social media, you ought to be glad that this world is not our final home. Come on now. Like there, for those who are in the faith, for those that have said yes to Jesus, like this world is not our home. We're just kind of taking up temporary residence. And the goal is not to live here forever. The goal, though, is to leave behind something that will last forever. So although you and I, at some point in our lives, we will cease to exist, we'll perish from this world. And the Bible tells us, for those, again, that are in the faith, to be absent from this body means that we get to be present with the Lord. But just because we cease here on the earth doesn't mean the good works that we do have to cease. It doesn't mean that the empathy and, and, and compassion and generosity and benevolence that we share with other people, the difference that we make in the lives of others has to stop when we stop living. That can go on and on and on and on. And ladies and gentlemen, that, that is your legacy. And at the end of the day, we've got one life to leave a legacy. And every day that you wake up, right, you've got to live your life on purpose and for purpose, realizing that the ultimate purpose of your life is to make a difference. And watch this. There's all kinds of information out there about the average age of, of life expectancy, and, and so I'm not sure how accurate this particular information is, but just kind of go with me for a moment. Uh, there's 
this reality, though, that women do live longer than men. And there's a lot of jokes about that, but I'm not going to go there. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna... But women averaging around you know, 81 years of age and then men around 76 years of age. But whether you live a lot longer than that or maybe we live less than that, the thought is, what are you going to do with every single day that God graces you with? You've heard this before, but every day that you're alive is a gift from God. That's why it's called the present. It's a gift from God. So every day that God wakes you up, every day that God puts breath in your lungs, you're, you're given an opportunity to make a difference in the lives of somebody else. And, and when, when our time comes, and unless Jesus comes back, that moment will come for all of us. We'll, we'll perish from this world and we'll stand face to face before God. When that life is over, when this life is over, what legacy will we leave behind? See, the legacy that you leave is going to be left no matter what you do. It can be positive or it can be negative, but all of us going to leave a legacy. Does that make sense? Now, you can leave your legacy by design, meaning you're going to be intentional with every single day that you have. And you're going to live every day like it could be your last day, making a difference in the lives of other people. Or you can live your life by default, hoping that a legacy will be established. And whenever you perish and they do a celebration of life or a funeral service, that people will have good things to say about you. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to scare you. But again, at some point, we're, we're all going to take our last breath here. And what will it then be said about your life? And by the way, when that time comes, there are no redos. There's no replays. You don't get a rewind. And somebody needs to hear this, but there is no such thing as reincarnation. You're not coming back as a sunflower. Like when you breathe your last breath, you'll stand, you'll stand before God. And I don't know when that is for me. I mean, I would imagine, hopefully, prayerfully, that God's got a lot of years left for me to live and, and to leave a legacy and to make a difference. But whenever my life ends and if you're still here and you come to the funeral you don't have to weep for me because I'm gonna be in heaven come on somebody but if you don't cry you better know that I'm looking up from heaven to see who's not upset I'm just gonna say that <laughs> but I want it to be said about me and, and I want and it starts here it starts with my number one ministry which is my family the ministry to my wife and the ministry to my children and then it goes to the ministry of the church and and each of you and whatever impact hopefully I've had. But I want it to be said that JC lived to make a difference in the lives of other people. This is my heart. I just want to make a difference. Not the most educated, not the most creative, not the most innovative. But I am willing, if God will use me, just to be a blessing to other people. Now, at this point in the message, I could tell you all kinds of stories to build some kind of you know, resume about how generous we are or kind we are or, you know, how we try to just bless other people. But I don't want to do that for the sake of making me seem to be higher than you. There's two stories that I would like to tell. I want to tell you one for time's sake, and it happened this past week during Thanksgiving. And we had a lot to be thankful for in this Thanksgiving season. I took my family on kind of a, a little vacation before we got with our family. How many of you are like me and you need a vacation before you get into the chaos of the dysfunction of your family? Can I get a testimony from somebody in Jesus' name? By the way, if you're wondering who the dysfunctional person in your family is, it's you. I just thought I'd tell you that. So, But I took, uh, I took our family a few days before we visited my, my mom and stepdad and siblings. And when we got to Florida, which is where I'm from, uh, on Thanksgiving, I, I went to, to Moffitt Cancer Center, the hospital there at University of South Florida, because my stepdad's in the hospital right now. And so for the first part of our Thanksgiving, we spent in room 321. Now, my mom's in the hospital. So I got my stepdad and my mom both in the hospital. But again, how many of you know there's a lot to be thankful for? Come on. But on Thanksgiving Day, I'm sitting in the hospital spending a few hours with, with my mom and stepdad and just talking about the goodness of God. And, and I know that Graham didn't want to be there. Nobody wants to be in the hospital on Thanksgiving. But he kind of gave my mom the release to say, hey, you can go on and go eat lunch with the family and all of that. Well, in walked this lady. I don't know if she worked at the hospital. The conversation didn't lend for me to ask that question, but she wasn't wearing scrubs. She, she had on casual clothing, and, and she said to my stepdad, she said, hey, I've got two kinds of pie that I want to offer you. I've got sweet potato pie, and then I've got uh, pumpkin pie. Now, by a show of hands, where are my sweet potato pie people at? Come on, if that's you. 
Keep them up for a moment so I know who I'm praying for. Come on, bless them, Jesus. Touch their taste buds. Where are my pumpkin pie people at? Come on now. Now you see, these are charismatic, spirit-filled people because both hands went up. So my stepdad said, well, I think I'll have the pumpkin pie. And this lady walked out. And I don't know, when I got in the car that afternoon, just that whole scene replayed in my head. And I had this thought, and this is such a silly thought, and I don't even know why I feel so emotional telling you. But I got in the car and I thought, I have never in my life on Thanksgiving or Christmas or any day made homemade pies and stopped by the hospital to bless somebody because they may not have food or family on that particular day. And it got me. I want to live my life to make a difference. And this lady, whoever she is, which, by the way, you believe in angels, right? If you're, if you're stopping by somebody's house or room with pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie, you have to be from heaven. Come on now. I don't know who she is, but she's made a commitment in her life and in her calling to make a difference in the lives of others. Listen, and however you decide to make a difference, it doesn't have to be extreme, just a random act of kindness. Pay for somebody's meal. Say a kind and encouraging word. What if the legacy of your life had nothing to do with assets and uh, investments and money, but had everything to do with people talking about how kind you were and how joyful you were and how fun you were to be around? That'd be a great legacy, wouldn't it? So whatever your, your, your desire is, live that out as if every day to say, you know what, today I'm just going to live my life to make a difference in the lives of somebody else. Let me hurry through this. I showed you this in week number one, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I reference this a lot because it really teaches us this, this pyramid of, of kind of human behavior or uh, human motivation. And in 1943, Maslow put this hierarchy of needs together in the shape of a pyramid to suggest that that over time they should they should compound on each other they should build on each other and and so many people never get past level one which is just the basic needs of life air food water shelter intimacy and sleep but as you progress you end up at the highest level of living which would be known as transcendent living and here, which by the way, less than 2% of the world's population will ever reach the top of this pyramid. But if you get to here, it's here that you're really making a significant impact in the lives of other people. It means that you're getting outside of your own world and your own burdens and your own challenges and your own pain and your own heartache and you're leveraging life and life's experiences just to be a blessing to somebody else, that you're realizing, can I preach for about 20 seconds here? That you realize you may not have it all, but what you do have is more than enough. Come on. And that you can be a blessing to others through your story and your generosity and your kindness and your care and your sympathy and your desire to help other people. Now, if you just look at Webster's Dictionary, here's the definition. Transcendence, exceeding usual limits, surpassing. Extended beyond the limits of ordinary experience. Anybody want to live there? That's me. I love, I love the second definition. Beyond comprehension. And I don't know what you feel or see or hear when you look at those definitions, but I see this verse, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think, in one translation of Scripture says, above all that we could ever ask, think, or even imagine, according to the power that works within us. And I hear people ask me all the time, you know, what's God's plan for my life? What's God's purpose for my life? What is the meaning of life? And you can go as deep into that as you desire, but very, very simple here, very elementary. Let me give you four thoughts. Write them down. You ready? This is how you should live your life. Love God. What is the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and all of your mind. And what's the second greatest commandment? To love your neighbors as yourself. Love God. Love others. Listen, it all starts there. The very nucleus of your heart should be to love God. And out of your love for God, man, will overflow this this kindness and compassion for other people because you'll start to see people 
the way that God sees people. Does that make sense? Then I want you to learn your purpose. This is one of the primary reasons that God established the Big C Church. is so that you could discover your gifts and your talents and your abilities. And which, by the way, let me tell you this. You are gifted. And you are talented. And you need to discover those gifts and talents. Don't be so focused on the gifts and talents that you don't have. Just use the gifts and talents that you do have. Come on now. So if you can't sing, stop trying to sing. Can I get an amen from somebody? But if you can sing, then sing. Come on. Right? So learn your purpose. And at Go Church, we try to help you to do that. We've created Move Track. It's a four-step discipleship pathway. It happens on the first four Sundays of every single month. So next Sunday begins step one in the four steps. Get into Move Track. We'll give you a spiritual gifts test. We'll help you to discover your purpose so then you can leave your legacy. So you can leave your mark. And I don't know what God wants to use you for and allow you to live your life to make an impact. I don't know what avenue that looks like. But man, I wonder if there's anybody here that would just make somebody in need a sweet potato pie. Just loving people and making a difference in the lives of others. Again, there's all kinds of ways you can do this. Now, let me say this, and I'll show you the next slide. If you're visiting Go Church today, your very first Sunday, or maybe you're new here, it's actually a great day to be here because I'm going to talk to you about something that we do at Go Church that is incredibly impactful, and it's called the Legacy Offering. Now, nobody gets to walk out during the next 20 minutes of this message, all right? Some of you, though, you've been hurt by church leadership and by churches because of the way they've manipulated uh, stewardship and money. I don't want anything from you. Okay, I'm going to give you a challenge, and you decide if you want to accept that challenge. This is the only special offering that we do at Go Church. So all of the, the general giving and tithes that you give every single week, we use that to create the budget of the church, and that's how we care for all of our campuses and facilities and staff and ministries. But one time a year, which is happening next Sunday, we do the legacy offering. This offering is above and beyond your normal giving. And what's unique about this offering, and if you'll hang in there with me, I'll show you some things that we've accomplished because of your gift. But what's unique about this offering is we're challenging everybody to participate, 100% participation, because we're going to give 100% of it away. All I heard was a cough. Come on, somebody. 100% participation because we're giving 100% of it away. That's why we say things like, ain't no church like Go Church. Come on now. No matter the amount of money, and God is my witness from our board of trustees to our COO to our CFO to our bookkeeper, our CPA, they will tell you that I am emphatic about keeping our word. So every single penny that is earmarked to the legacy offering, we give it away. And in a moment, I'll show you who we give it to and where we give it, all right? But here's all I'm asking of you. I just want you to do these three things in preparation of next Sunday. Will you pray? Okay, this part's not rhetorical. Will you pray? Yes. Will you plan? And then will you participate? Those three things. I never look at how much you give, and I'm not going to start doing that today or tomorrow. It doesn't matter the amount of money. What matters is the amount of obedience. So if you pray and God tells you to give a dollar, you better give that dollar because God said give the dollar. Can I get an amen? Amen. If God says give a million dollars, give the million dollars. Come on, and then we'll go to lunch after and see how many millions you actually have. Come on now. (laughs) Pray, plan, participate. I'll I'll give you this information next week, but in order to plan and participate, let me give you a, a little understanding. You can go online beginning next week to give. You can use the app to give. Uh, You can text an amount to give. All of that information is on the website, the text numbers for every campus online. And then if you want to bring your gift in person, your best gift, you want to bring that in person, uh, you can do that. There's always giving envelopes in a seat near you. Uh, But over the last couple of weeks, we've been giving you these green envelopes as a reminder. And between all of our campuses, we've given out over 1,500 of these green envelopes. Come on. So I'm asking you and your family to take a green envelope, pray over the envelope. God, how much do you want us to give? And then plan to do it and participate. And I'm asking you to invite your your children and your grandchildren to be a part of this too. Because it's important that in Go Kids and in Go Youth, we teach that next generation about the spiritual discipline of generosity and giving. Can I get an amen from somebody? Because again, it's it's not about the amount. 
As a matter of fact, one thing you hear me say a lot when we talk about the legacy offering is this. If everybody will just do a little, together we can do a lot. Come on. Now, when the offering happens, we don't just stand up here and start passing out money or go on the street and start passing out money. We believe that there are five what we call legacy lanes that we can invest the offering into. Here are the five lanes. Local outreach, national missions, world missions, the next generation, and special projects. So 100% of what comes in for the offering is then given to what we call legacy partners that live inside of one of these five legacy lanes. Does that make sense? And all of the accounting happens accordingly so that when I stand before you and say, we collected X amount of dollars and we gave it all away, we know exactly who received it, how much they received it, and then we also uh, are able to see the stories and the impact of the amount of money that we've given. Some I'll share with you today. Now, we've done the legacy offering for three years. This December will be the fourth year that we've done it. Let me show you the last two years and what you've given. In 2020, you all gave $166,172. But last year, we saw a 59.26% increase, and you all gave an amazing $264,643.55. Come on. Oh, come on. You can clap better than that. Come on. I already had one person, I didn't tell the earlier gathering this, but I've already had one person this past week reach out and say, I plan to give a gift of $50,000. Listen, that amount of money makes you go, <gasps> but what impresses God's heart is not just that individual's obedience, but the single mama that only got $5. We read about the story of the widow's might. Just be obedient. If everybody does a little together, we can do a lot. Now, I could take you on a full journey. But let me highlight some things that your generosity to the legacy offering has accomplished in this calendar year, 2022. We've partnered with over 53 legacy partners. Again, we consider a legacy partner someone that we give finances or resources to or even volunteer hours. These legacy partners are vetted and they fall into one of those five legacy lanes. Am I making sense? Now, here's something important. The goal is not quantity of partners it's more about the quality of the partnership so it's not about us just having a lot a lot of partners we want to see a significant impact with the partnerships that we have one of those partners is local here in noonan it's a great ministry called hope global global they did a quick video to tell you how much they appreciate your generosity and how it's making a difference check out this video Hey guys, I'm Luke Ayers with Hope Global Initiative right here in Noonan, Georgia. It's just been such a blessing to be a part of Go Church and your legacy offering. Right now, as of November of this year, we have served over 72,000 meals at our Hope Centers in Central America. We've helped over 30 families in construction projects right here since the tornado of last year. And we're expanding into 2023 on our, all our new projects. And one of the new exciting projects that's happening right here in Noonan, Georgia, right across the street from the Hope Center is we're building a brand new construction of a duplex. We'll be able to house two families who have been displaced, living in hotels, or maybe just gone through something in their life. And we're gonna be able to put them in here coming up right here in 2023 to be able to have a safe, sanitary place where they can raise their family. And actually, I would love to take you across the street and look at the new housing project right now. And right now, I'm standing in the living room of the new duplex where a family will be moving here this holiday season. And after the last two years, they've been displaced and basically been homeless. And now they get to be here, be a family, literally start to feel like they have hope. And I just want to say thank you so much to Go Church for being able to leave your legacy right here with Hope Global in your local community. Come on, church. Let's go. Come on. All right, I got, a, I got a few videos to show you today, so you got you to gotta get in the clapping mood, all right? Here we go. So then you love his shirt, by the way. I thought that was so great. Uh, because of your legacy offering this Christmas in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, we're going to be able to feed over 700 individuals for a Christmas dinner. 
uh, right here in Coweta County, we've got $10,000 worth of bicycles, a semi-truck load of bicycles that's coming so we can give children, some of them for the very first time, a bicycle for Christmas. Isn't that great? We also have a great partnership with the Rockville Women's Center and the Coweta County Pregnancy Center. I want you to know this, that you're a part of a church that believes in life. Can I get an amen? And so we partner with these pregnancy centers uh, to help equip them and support them as they help equip and support mothers who end up with an unexpected pregnancy. And so uh, these partnerships are beautiful as we, we're saving thousands of babies. And God's got a plan and a purpose for these babies' life because of these legacy partnerships. The Rockville Women's Center there in Rockville, Maryland, uh, they did a quick video to tell you how much they appreciate your generosity through the legacy offering. Hey everybody, this is Kim here at Rockville Women's Center and I'm here with Steffi Benjamin, our Executive Director. Hi Gold Church, thank you so much for your support here at the Rockville Women's Center. We help women who are facing an unexpected baby and so far this year we've been able to serve 300 women. That means we've served 300 families, so it could be as many as 1,200 plus individuals. We are just so blessed by you. And we just want to give a special shout out to Pastor JC and Kimberly and Pastor Eric and Pam. Thank you all, but especially we want to thank you, the congregation, for remembering us. Yes, because of your legacy giving to the Rockville Women's Center, we are able to continue to support families right here in our community. Thank you so much. Come on, let's go. Listen, this is your legacy. A couple months back, we found out that there were some kids here in Coweta County that were sleeping on the floor of their home. Some of them have never had a bed in their entire you know, childhood. So partnering with one of our legacy partners, we were able to do a serve day and build 20 beds for children that were in need. Isn't that beautiful? Come on. And then, of course, we've got a great partnership with House of Cherith. And House of Cherith is, they're located on the property of City of Refuge. They're on the west side of Atlanta. And your partnership with them is helping to support and equip them with resources so that they can uh, rescue women from the grips of human sex trafficking. And Kelsey, who is uh, the director of operations or, you know, the, the, the director there at House of Cherith, put together a quick little video to tell you how much they appreciate your generosity and how you're offering is making a difference in young girls who are caught in this lifestyle. Check this out. Hi, Go Church. My name is Kelsey Franco, and I'm the executive director of House of Cherith. House of Cherith was founded in 2014 in order to serve survivors of sexual trafficking, trauma, domestic violence, and the sexual entertainment industry. Right now, we have over 80 program beds for survivors. That means that ladies come in from all walks of life whether they need safe and emergency housing, whether they need long-term care, whether they need support for themselves and their children, they can come to us and receive all of the wraparound services necessary to move them from a victim's mindset to a victor's mentality. That's in large part thanks so much to you guys for your legacy offering, for your partnership and your support. With your donations from last year, we were able to put those towards building a home that will be one of the very first homes for minor survivors. In January, we hope to launch our new program called HOC Junior that will serve ages 11 to 17. The average entry age into human trafficking right now is 11 to 13 years old. So if we can reach these children before we have to rescue them as an adult, then that will make a lifetime of difference and we'll be able to love those young girls to life. We are currently standing in House of Cherith Junior. This home will serve ages 11 to 17 and will walk our young girls from point of entry until the point of graduation and success. We will receive full wraparound services that will help support them in their journey. This home is going to help teach these girls that they are worth a fighting chance. Go Church, thank you so much for your incredible generosity. Everything that you give goes to directly impact our community and folks around the world. Thank you so much again, and go Church. Come on. Really good. One of our legacy lanes is, is world missions as well, and because of your generosity, we've been able to partner with many missionaries in over nine countries helping to bring uh, the gospel into those countries, delivering Bibles and planting churches. And one of the uh, church plants that you've heard me talk about throughout the year is our church in, uh, in India, the Mukudupali village of India. 
we've partnered with Pastor David Livingstone. He's a pastor there and a missionary. And we've been able to launch the first ever Go Church in the Mukadupali village, a village of over 1,000 people. And this past Sunday, they inaugurated Go Church India with a ribbon-cutting ceremony. And we put together a video just to show you. I'm telling you this. Get your tissues. Get your tissues. 1,000 people in this village. This is the first ever Christian church in the village. We did a, a cookout uh, for the village to come. 700 people of the 1,000 people turned out. Come on, isn't that fantastic? I got to hurry. I got to hurry. The poverty in the village is, is so severe that on average, families will eat meat about one time every month. So you all bought 130 pounds of chicken. And we had a party in this village. And again, 700 people came out, not just to see this new building and understand what the church was, but they wanted some food. And how many of you know that God can minister to people just by the breaking of bread? So check this video out. It's powerful, and I'm so proud of you, Go Church. This week, uh, David Livingstone, who was in the video cutting the ribbon, he sent me a text and he said, we use a WhatsApp to communicate. And he sent me a text and he said, Pastor JC, I just want to tell you that when you get to heaven, there's going to be a lot of treasure stored up for you. And I, I showed the text to my wife and I said, and he's the one that's going to have a lot of treasure stored up. And then I got to thinking, I was like, man, you're the ones, your generosity We'll never meet most of those people in your lifetime. I'm going to try to go next year. And on your behalf, I'll say hello. I'm going to give all of them a hug. I'm going to bring more chicken. Come on. I'm going to try to set up a Chick-fil-A or something. I don't know what we could do. But. Are you proud of your church? I think it's tremendous. Okay. I got to go. So, again, that's a 15, 20-minute segment of what we've done and there's so much more, hundreds of stories of lives that have been impacted because of your generosity. Now, what are we hoping to accomplish next year? And I use the word hope because it all depends on, on the offering. And I'm not trying to manipulate you. You pray, you plan, you participate. But whatever you give, we're going to give it all away to those legacy lanes. Does that make sense? So I will tell you this. I've got, and I'm not exaggerating, i got $20 million of vision. So you just keep giving and we'll keep sowing. Is that all right? But here's what we hope to do. And I'm going to start with this one. I took, uh, I took a few consecutive weeks off in July, and I try to do that every year. It's a time to just kind of refresh, but then also just to really pray about the next season. And, 
And on one of those weeks, I set aside just to pray about the legacy offering. And during that week, man, the Lord just burdened in my heart for Israel. And so I journaled in my, in my journal about Israel. And so when I came back, I empowered some of the team just to begin vetting some potential partners for Israel to bless them out of this offering. If you read the Bible, you will see where God instructs us to bless Israel. Can I get an amen? And so while we've done some partnerships in the past, we're kind of we're setting a new course of partnership for Israel moving forward. And so I'm just calling it the Israel Initiative. And we're partnering with Operation Mobilization, who have over 60 years of ministry and experience uh, with Christian outreach, discipleship, church planting, etc. Of all the nonprofits, and there are great ones out there when it comes to Israel, we felt like in this season they would be the, the best partner. Now, maybe you're wondering, well, how much are we going to give them? I don't know the amount, but here's what I want to commit to you as your pastor. And, uh, and by a round of applause, that will be affirming what we want to do. But I believe that whatever comes in in the total, let's take 10%, a tithe of the legacy offering, and send it to bless Israel. Are you with me on that? Come on. 10%, whatever it is. Come on. Okay, so with this partnership, they're going to try to launch a church in the Jezreel Valley, which is predominantly Jewish and Muslim in their community. But we want to bring a Christian church to the valley and introduce them to Jesus. Check out this video about what's to come through your offering. Come on, isn't that great? Come on. Good. Give me just a few more minutes and I'll pray for you. But I'll show you a list here and just kind of run through it really quickly. But here's some other areas that we hope to accomplish in 2023 through the legacy offering. Uh, the first two here is increasing support for adoption and foster care children. And then increasing our support for widows and single parents. How many of you know that the Bible instructs us to take care of the widows and the orphans? So we've got great partnerships, and we want to increase that, including partnering with single parents to come alongside of them and help them to be successful in their parenting. Uh, we see all the time in, in the news that there are natural disasters that happen. We'd love to increase our support, not just with funding, but developing a disaster relief team that can go into these communities and counties and provide uh, care and resources and a helping hand and finances as those communities begin to rebuild. Every first Saturday of every single month, we do first Saturday serve. We want to increase our serve days at all of our campuses. You've heard me say this before, but it's worth repeating. I say wherever there's a go church, homelessness and hunger shouldn't exist. Come on. We should be a, an answer to the community. And so through our First Saturday Serve projects, we want to see dozens and dozens of projects accomplished throughout those Serve days, just making a big difference in that community. Increasing our support for prison ministry opportunities. We're partnering with a partner called Prison Fellowship, and it looks like potentially that through this partnership, we might be able to even live stream the message portion of our gathering into the prisons for the inmates to hear the gospel of Jesus, which is really, really fantastic. So... 
this one is a little more personal for me. Again, in July, just praying through the legacy offering, I felt a burden for senior pastors of smaller churches. And uh, forgive my emotion through this, but when Kimberly and I first started and we planned to go church in Germantown, and then if you want to know the whole story of how we ended up in Atlanta, you got to go through Move Track, all right? Step one begins next Sunday. But the, the church was smaller, and, and we didn't have a salary. Uh, we raised our money, our monthly money through like, like missions, like missionaries, how they would, by calling family and friends and asking for support. The church at one time had $17 in the bank account, and that Christmas we didn't have any money really for Christmas gifts. And a senior pastor of a much larger church called and asked for our address and sent us a check for $1,000 at Christmas. And I just remember, like, that's how we paid for Christmas that year for the kids. And now to look at Go Church and how blessed we are and how generous you are, I just got a heart for senior pastors of smaller churches, uh, pastors who are, you know, volunteer or bivocational. I'd love to, here's what I'd love to do, and it depends on the offering, but I'd love to help them get Christmas gifts for their kids and their family. And then I'd love to send them on a retreat. Uh, a couple months ago for pastor appreciation, somebody from this church reached out to us and scholarshiped us, Kimberly and I, a senior pastor's retreat at Windshape, which is a, a part of the Kathy family in Chick-fil-A. And so just going online and researching Windshape and senior pastor's retreat for a couple hundred dollars, we could, we could scholarship some, some pastors of smaller churches to go on vacation with their spouse. Many of them never get to do that. So are you good with that? I hope so. That's just my heart. And then we want to increase our support uh, combating human sex trafficking. We're going to increase our support with House of Cherith and the work that they're doing. They are the real deal, and we're proud of that partnership. You got time for a couple more what we hope for? Okay. My father-in-law isn't in this gathering, but I want to talk about uh, something that the leadership team and I began to discuss a few months ago, which is establishing the Alamatura Ministry Scholarship. Now, again, the whole story can be told in Move Track. But for over three decades, Bishop Alamatura pastored this church. And now he's in a season of, he calls it retirement, but the guy's traveling and preaching everywhere. He's like the new Billy Graham, by the way. So, But here's what we know. We know that in the house of God here at Go Church, the Lord is raising up sons and daughters that are called into the ministry. And so we want to help support them financially to go to Bible college. We'd love to help them with with books, uh, with tuition, with room and board, and all of that, and do it all under the umbrella of honoring the legacy of, of the bishop of the house, Alan Matura. And so you may be wondering, well, again, how much, how much are we going to give these people? Well, go ahead and clap, and then I'll tell you. So the Alan Matura Ministry Scholarship. So you may be wondering, well, how much are we going to give these people? Well, how much are you going to give in the offering? Come on, somebody. It all just depends, but... Again, there are your sons and your daughters and your grandsons and granddaughters. They feel a call to the ministry, and we want to help them the best we can to go to Bible college, to get into the Word, to grow in their calling and their purpose, and to come back home and use those gifts and talents here, wherever the Lord would call them in the world, just to make a difference in the kingdom. Are you good with that? Okay, two more. Here we go. Two more. Hang in there. Our heart is to launch additional Go Church campuses. Now, this is not just domestic, but international as well. And I'll talk more specifically about the international opportunities that are in front of us for 2023. You saw that video of our first ever Go Church in India. And my father-in-law would say this. If you watch a video like that and you don't feel it, there's something wrong with your feeler. Come on now. Now, here's what's in front of us for 2023. Two international Go Church campuses, okay? We can plant the first ever Go Church in the nation of Belize. Come on in Belize. They've already sent a video about a small group of people, about 15 or 20 people that are meeting on a regular basis. Uh, they, they need support for the ministry and the pastor and rent for their space. And then one day, hopefully, property and a building. So we get to launch the first ever Go Church Belize. And then about two months ago, I had a Zoom call and then a face-to-face -face meeting with an individual, a, a missionary and pastor from Cape Town, South Africa. And said, we need a spirit-filled, Christ-centered, Bible-teaching church in Cape Town, South, South Africa. And we believe that's Go Church. So here are two additional opportunities for us to plant Go Church on an international level. I feel more excited than I think you do. And you should be fired up right now. Come on. All right. 
And then just for time's sake, let me give you one more, and I'll invite my really dear friend, Bruce Steele, to come and to stand with me. But we have a great partnership with the City of Refuge. The City of Refuge, again, is in the 30314 zip code there on the west side of Atlanta. You saw a moment ago the video from Kelsey from the House of Cherith. That's not only Bruce and Rhonda's daughter, but also a part of the ministry of City of Refuge. I'll let you explain City of Refuge more than I will, but I kind of look at City of Refuge as an umbrella, and they have multiple ministries out of the City of Refuge. Bruce is no stranger to the Go Church family. He speaks here a few times a year, anointed man of God. He knows everybody, highly connected, and God's favor has been on your life and City of Refuge. Tell us a little bit more about the ministry and then our partnership together. Yeah, thanks, Pastor. Uh, this morning on our campus, 120 moms and children that are experiencing homelessness woke up in a safe, warm, healthy environment where they had a great breakfast and had the opportunity to worship a Go Church on our campus this morning. Uh, 48 survivors of trafficking with 80 beds now available, as Kelsey mentioned, will be open for juniors, uh, 11 to 17 year old in January. That'll give us 85 beds for survivors of trafficking. Medical, mental health, dental, and vision taking place on campus, a private Christian school, private daycare for kids in crisis. Uh, we've now put 525 people into the workforce this year in culinary arts, auto technician, coding academy, and cybersecurity. Uh, Pastor JC and the team were on our campus today. We walked over to the 345, an old historic hotel in our neighborhood, and uh, you spoke out of Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones, and how the bones were good. Uh, we will cut ribbon on that. We'll actually move in all the furniture on MLK Day in January and cut ribbon the following week. And shortly thereafter, 31 men in crisis coming out of incarceration or veterans with PTSD issues will move in where they have full supportive awesome. services on campus as well. We now have locations, five in Georgia, three in Virginia. We're in Chicago and Baltimore and New Orleans. We're opening next year in Nashville in conversations with multiple cities around the country. And uh, 25 years in, we're having more fun than we ever had. Come on, isn't that amazing? You're something else, man. So Bruce and, and his wife Rhonda, who's sitting over here, and their five girls and, and their son-in-laws all attend Go Church as a part of their home church, and it's such an honor. I told the Lord the other week after a phone call you and I had, I don't know what I've done to just have the favor to have your family be a part of Go Church. Kimberly and I feel that way about all of you, just to be able to pastor you all in this season. But in January, after our 21 days of prayer, uh, Bruce called, and we began a conversation about launching Go Church on the west side of Atlanta, on the property of City of Refuge. And so we launched on Easter Sunday, and I think it's a great opportunity to pause right here, look at the cameras, and say good morning and a big God bless you to our West Side campus. Come on, can you greet them again? Come on, tell them you love them. Pastor Lisa, who's our campus pastor there, she is a fireball, doing a great job there on the West Side. And then because of that partnership and, and the fruit of that ministry, you made a statement some months ago about what if we put a Go Church at every location that there's a city of refuge. Talk a little bit about that and our aligned hearts with that. Yeah, well, the success we've had on campus at City Refuge sort of sparks that along the way. So Pastor Lisa in Brooklyn with Worship Leader, Kids Ministry taking place. Not only are they leading in worship every Sunday, but they're ministering throughout the week to all those women and children who live on our campus that are in crisis. And so they've elevated the game there with the excellence of passion, with the dignity and integrity. And so the ministry that's taken place from a spiritual discipleship level has just been so profound and impactful there that we want that in our other locations. So if we're going to these other communities and there's not a local church where we're actually setting up camp in, we do some places, but if we're in an independent uh, location, we won't go to church to come in. We want you guys to provide worship and children's ministry and youth ministry and, and discipleship and run the grow, grow track and teach people how to come to Jesus and then grow in Jesus. So we love what's happening on campus and because of that, we'd love that happen in other locations as well. So he mentioned this a moment ago, but locations you currently have and then locations to come. One more time. Yeah, so we're in five in Georgia, three in Virginia, Chicago, Baltimore, New Orleans. We're launching in Nashville. We're in conversations in Vegas and, and uh, Tampa right now. And when you talk about international, we're launching in January uh, City Refuge Honduras. And we're in conversation in Dominican Republic as well. Tremendous, isn't it? So, all right, so listen to me. We'll set the vision, you set the pace. So as you give, the Lord will direct the leadership team here on all of these legacy partnerships. I said this uh, to you earlier, but we could take all of our legacy offering 
and blessed city of refuge. And God would honor that because of the work that you all are doing. Really, really proud of the last 25 years of city of refuge. And I want to take a moment, I do prophesy this, that the next 25 years is going to be even greater than the previous 25. One more time, would you bless this great man of God and his family? Love you, man. Thankful for you. Hey, let's take 10 seconds. Just honor the Lord. Come on. Good day. All right. I could stand here all day and just keep talking to you about the things that have happened and things that are to come, but I think it's a great place to pause here and invite you just to begin to pray. Always close with these two questions, and they're appropriate today. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart? Maybe it's about the life that you're living and the legacy that you'll be leaving. Maybe it's the need to step into a personal relationship with Jesus. Or perhaps even it's uh, to take a step and give into the legacy offering next week. The Lord will speak to your heart about that next step. Just be obedient. But everybody's got a next step. And I don't want you to miss it. So every head bowed, every eye closed. A lot of information, kind of like drinking water from a fire hydrant today with all of the great things. But let's just pause just for a moment here and let the Lord speak to your heart. Take 30 seconds. Pray these two questions. Lord, what are you speaking to my heart today? And what is my next step? Reveal that to me. And then make a commitment to be obedient to that next step as we transition in this gathering, all right? Come on. Lord, we honor you and we praise you. We give you all the glory and all of the honor. Speak to our hearts loud and clear. And may we be sensitive and obedient to listen and to move the way that you would encourage us to do. I thank you for Go Church. On the hills of Thanksgiving, I want to say thank you for calling Kimberly and I to pastor these beautiful people and this wonderful congregation. And no matter the amount that comes in for the legacy offering next week, Lord, I know that you'll take it and you'll multiply it and the kingdom of God will be blessed because of it. And I pray you would just speak to our hearts now as we pray and plan and get ready to participate. I want you to speak to every person, the single parent, the business owner, the school teacher, the doctor, the one that's retired, Lord, even the one that's unemployed. Nobody's trying to take advantage of anybody, Lord. But we all have something that we can offer and something that we can give. And when we do that, we know that you'll use it and you'll bless it, but you'll also bless us in return. And we don't give to get. We get to give, and we understand that principle. But we also know that when we give, Lord, it blesses you. And you desire to bless us in return. So speak to our hearts and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Take five seconds here. Let's love on Jesus together. Come on.